Welcome to the Flawed and Favored podcast. I'm Angie, and we have Pastor BJ from the Korean Church of Queens in New York. BJ will share about pastoring and surviving a pandemic and what we can learn from the Korean Church. They are passionate worshipers. They have up to nine worship services a week, and they are eager to worship God even at 5.30 in the morning. They are intercessors. Korean prayer is something we can all learn from. And the Korean church is personable. Koreans will attend church just to be around their own ethnic group. And even if they wouldn't normally attend church in Korea, as they attend, the Koreans love on them and draw anyone closer to God. Tune in to hear more from Pastor BJ. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored Podcast. Join our favorite journey team and guests as we share stories, insights, and wisdom on how to work through and find hope in the challenging moments of everyday life. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored podcast. We have BJ Song, which is what I like to call him, but BJ, what do you usually go by? So uh, in the, with the Korean people, Korean congregation, I go by Song Bijun. Song, we, we say our last name first, Song, which is my last name, and then Bijun. Uh, but with, uh, you know, English speaking congregation, I go by Pastor BJ, uh-huh. BJ song. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a lot of people that come to your church, both English speaking and Korean, or is everybody referring uh, to you? Our church is primarily Korean speaking. Uh, there, a lot of them are, uh, somewhat bilingual, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, the immigrant churches are, you know, usually they're consisted of, um, largely the first generation immigrants, uh, who, who primarily speak their native language for our, our church would be Korean. And then we have the second generation, which is the children of the first generation. We also uh, have 1.5 generation, which is kind of weird. I, I fall into that category where I immigrated early enough where I, so I, I have, you know, kind of adapted to this culture uh, a lot, lot more than, you know, assimilated to this culture uh, a lot more than the first generation. However, I wasn't born here. Uh, and because I was born in Korea, I kind of retain you know, my language ability and what, you know, cultural understanding. So I'm kind of like in, in between. Yeah. First gen and second gen. So they call that we were categorized as 1.5 generation. Oh. Yeah. So tell us about yourself, BJ. So uh, my name is uh, BJ, BJ or Song Bijun, as uh, I am known in Korean people, by Korean people. I was born and in, in Korea, Seoul, Korea, and I was raised there. And uh, my, my mother married uh, my current stepfather when I was young. So, and then my stepfather was, uh, uh, was a GI, uh, retired, of course. And then uh, he began working in U.S. military base in Korea. So for the children who, uh, children of the U.S. military troops in Korea, living in Korea, or the, the government uh, workers, um, we get to attend schools in, inside the military base, U.S. military base. So it's basically a U.S. land, U.S. education. So starting seventh grade, I started attending the American, it's called Seoul American High School. So it's an high, American high school located in Seoul, Korea. So until I was sixth grade, I attended Korean, Korean school. And then starting seventh grade, I started attending American school in Seoul. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like learn, uh, both cultures. Uh, and that's how, that's where I learned, uh, to speak English. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I went to college, my, my stepdad is from Indiana. He's from uh, Rosedale. Rosedale. Oh, okay. Do you know where, where Rosedale is? I yeah. remember. So Rosedale is north of uh, ISU. 
Okay. Uh, so I, I, I went to Indiana State um, because that's where my, my uh, stepdad's from. So naturally, uh, kind of, I went there, and that's why I met you uh, at the Campus Crusade for Christ. Yeah. yeah. And after I graduated, you know, just did a few things here and there, and God eventually called me into ministry when I was 32. So kind of late, uh, you know, got my uh, MDiv at Southern, where our friend, mutual friend, mm-hmm. Paul Cooper, got his uh, MDiv. Um, you know, Lord brought me to New York. I'm in New York now. Wow. And so tell us about your family. Uh, I have my I have my wife. She's Her name is Yoon Sun. She is from Korea. She's a, uh, basically, to, to categorize, you know, that way, she's first-gen Korean. So she came here when she was 19 or 20 uh, 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 to study. And then she met me uh, while I was still at ISU. And she was in Indianapolis. So I was I was in Indianapolis for an internship, and that's where I met her. We got married, and then I have two kids. Uh, my older one is in high school; she's a junior, going to senior. Um, you know, worrying about college and everything, taking ACT, SAT. Uh, and my second one, we had a bit of a uh, you know gap between our first one and second one. The second one is six years old, so wow. big age difference, eleven years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so little girl, joy of my life now. How yeah. exciting! So, where's your daughter thinking of going to college? Uh, so she uh, before I came to New York, uh, in between Indiana and New York, I lived in Tennessee for five years. I did, I was in a the ministry there for five years, and as I was completing my MDiv degree, um, there was a school called Vanderbilt University, mm-hmm. uh, and my daughter got to know a lot of students from Vanderbilt because that's who I. Uh, primarily ministered to, and uh, you know they would visit our house and, and talk about school and stuff. So my my daughter was vastly interested in going to Vanderbilt. It's wow. a very hard school to get into, so we'll have to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So what has it been like uh, for you in New York? Like, what's this? I mean, because we're worlds away, really, on the other side yeah. of the U.S. So what's right, right. the last year been like there? Well, first of all, I'm a, I'm a country boy at heart, right? <laughs> I like I like Indiana. I like countryside. I like to be kind of laid back. Things to and I don't want I don't want packed places, crowded places. So I would love to, you know, I, I still love countryside, living somewhere quiet. Uh, but uh, New York um, has a you know, probably the second largest Korean population. So uh, it's very, there's a lot of Korean stuff, like uh, restaurants and uh, anything. You go to a street uh, called Northern Boulevard. um, There's like Korean signs everywhere. Um, It's like you're living in Korea. Yeah, all the, anything they can find, any kind of services like insurance, uh, real estate, there are Korean people, uh, you know, so you know you don't really have to speak English to live here. Really? Um, yeah. So it was kind of it was kind of different, I guess, living like going from Indiana to Nashville to really? New York. Um, yeah. And of course, I uh, I missed eating uh, and having a regular access to Korean food. Uh-huh. So um, living in New York certainly has that perks. You know, I can yeah go you know as I'm going home, I can swing by a, a Korean restaurant, get something to go, and we can eat at home. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that, that's a, that's been a pretty fun experience. New York is very fast paced. So unlike the, the Midwest or the South. So, um, I'm getting used, to, yeah, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and the, the rent, rent cost is unbelievably high. So we're getting used to that as well. Yeah. But, uh, people are very passionate. You know, so, uh, mm-hmm. I guess the, with nice way of describing they're very passionate about everything. So how has, 
the Korean church looked different with COVID and all the regulations? How have things looked like for you guys? How has it worked to worship? Has everything been Zoom or do you still have any Sunday services or how does it work? So we did shut down completely uh, starting last year, March, and until uh, October of last year. So for six months, we were completely shut down uh, and we did everything online. Uh, so all our services, the children's services, where everything was on. We even did VBS online. Uh, we, had, we created our own content. Uh, and um, I think, I think right, rather than um, sort of canceling everything, uh, our, at least our church, our, uh, our senior pastor, his leadership is, you know, he's very um, forward thinking. So we, instead of canceling uh, ministries and different things, we, uh, we replaced it with replaced them with other other kinds of ministries. So everything was done being done all online, Zoom. Um, you know, we you know we all all the pastors at our church became YouTubers now. You know, yeah, we were creating online content and it was just like, you know, many, many sleepless nights and, you know, it was fun. It was fun. It was very different. Um, yeah. A lot of very time consuming, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so, and we kind of survived our first wave like that. And before the second wave hit recently, we opened the church and mm-hmm. we kind of progressively opened. So we, uh, first we opened just one service on Sunday and just for the adults. And we kind of put an age limit so that the older uh, elders who are more vulnerable to the virus um, and then yeah. those who had little children at home, of course, we couldn't be, you know, we were told to try not to come. And then we had um, limitation. Our church seats about 1,600 people, but we would get 150. So we uh-huh. went down by 10% of our regular normal capacity uh, just to keep our social distance. And then we progressively opened. So now we opened, the, we have opened our first service and the second service. And then the third service, and we have some very uh, controlled um, church meetings, you know, yeah. prayer meetings and teachers meeting, things like that. And so, so you mentioned on the different service times and all that you have now. So yeah. is, it, is it typical in the Korean church that you have, is it every morning that there's some type of service or? Yeah. So Korean people are known, Korean churches are known for their early morning service. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh you typically at about five or five thirty mm-hmm. every day from Monday through Friday, or Tuesday to Saturday. So one of those two. You know, we get at least one day of break. Wow. Uh, but our church, we have uh, morning services from Monday to Friday at five thirty, uh-huh. and then each of the pastors rotate to preach. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's worship in a message. Yeah, worship message. A very kind of uh, condensed version. So we sing mm-hmm. just one hymn, uh-huh. and then we preach, and then rest time we dedicate to prayer. So yeah. and preaching is only about fifteen minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, we fill about an hour. Um, online. At, so so early morning service. We're only doing online at right now, uh-huh. um, just because it's hard to keep up with the uh, sanitizing and disinfecting. Mm-hmm. So we're only opening on Friday night service and Sunday service. Oh, yeah, we have Friday night service too. Uh-huh. Oh, so, of course. Throw yeah, it in one yeah, more. Yeah, of course. Kids. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how, uh, what are some things that you think that um, your favorite things about the Korean church and uh, what are your favorite things? Korean church, uh, you know, they're passionate worshipers. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, we, so we have, we worship nine times throughout the week. Yeah. Right. And on, 
even during even in the morning service, we have regularly 70, 80 people. Mm -hmm. uh, even now, when we're doing online, we still get 70, 80 viewers oh, wow. uh, who wake up at 5:30 to worship God, mm -hmm. and they, they're eager to come out to church. It's just you know, they're just frustrated they, they can't, but still, they are uh, they're passionate worshipers. Uh, they love to sing. Uh, they love to pray out loud. Um, I don't know. I never knew that this Korean prayer was a, a term that other people are using, other ethnic groups are using. I don't know if you've ever heard it or not. So we, when we pray, I guess the, the the term Korean prayer is when we just pray out loud, and yeah. no, whether people are hearing us or not, we just pray out loud, and like you know, that's a it shows our passion and yeah. uh, um, you know eagerness and clinging to God mm -hmm. that He would hear us. <laughs> oh, I love you know? it. But what are some things mm -hmm. that you think other churches are missing out on? One thing, uh, one thing I love about um, Korean churches is that we're very, um, we're very personable. Uh, we're um, very close knit group. Uh -huh. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we're immigrants in, in the uh -huh. states. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're kind of just a home from home. The so church has become sort of a, you know, a, an access to uh, Korea. You know, in a, in a way. Right. Um, so a lot of people who who've never gone to church in Korea would come to church in the States because they miss home and they want to, they miss being around other Korean people. So church mm -hmm. would be a great place for them. Uh, but, you know, and just for, and for that, we as a group kind of became a very uh, close knit society uh, where, um, you know, very personable to each other, very home, like family, like um, uh, atmosphere. Did you have, you had COVID, right? Yeah. So how is that? Oh, it was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Oh. And at what yeah. point did you get it? Was it early on? It was early on. It was um, uh, April 3rd. I remember the date. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to. So we were actually, we were closed at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was getting ready for the Friday night service to lead uh -huh. worship at that time. And I started feeling a little, little weird. Just, the, you know, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't like a, I wasn't really sick, but I just felt a little weird. I was tired a little bit. So I took a little nap, um, and then I got up and I, I started having fever. So I measured myself and it kept going off. So I, I had to tell our senior pastor, hey, I, I'm, I have fever. I need to quarantine myself. And I did that night. did quarantine myself that night, and I also went to uh, urgent clinic. Uh, at that time, the tests weren't widely available. Mm -hmm. So I, I struggled to find one, and I did find one. And... Uh, Thankfully, that was the last day that that, that clinic was doing the test. Like that, the next wow. day, they stopped doing it. So yes. anyway, I went and got tested. I quarantined myself from everybody just in case and uh, found out come Monday, three days later, uh, that I was I had the COVID. Did uh, anybody in your yeah, family but, end up getting it? No, I'm very, very thankful that nobody got nobody else got sick. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, and, and as, soon, as soon as I uh, was, I started having fever quarantine myself and I actually went to live at one of the the pastor's house um, like he, he had an apartment where he lived by himself uh -huh. so he actually came to church our church has an apartment here too mm -hmm. so he came to uh, live at the church and he let me use his apartment as like oh, a quarantine God. center and just just for safe, safety for, for of everybody and at that time we uh, you know the, the we don't we didn't know people didn't really know much about the virus yeah so we just wanted to make sure that um, I, I would get I would test negative before I uh, came out of quarantine, uh -huh. and that took me six weeks. 
So I was quarantined for six weeks by myself in the basement of somebody's house. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so you didn't, I mean, did you just Zoom with your family during that yeah, time? I would, you know, I would FaceTime with my kids, uh, my wife, um, and she would stop by to bring me food. Mm-hmm. So I would like see her from kind of far yeah. away and <laughs> uh-huh. just kind of wave by at her. Um, uh, and, when it, and some days we just, I just couldn't really, I couldn't stand. And, I, and it's been and for first two, three weeks, I was too sick to do anything, uh, body aches and fevers and stuff like that. So I had to just lay down in the in the basement. Yeah. Uh, but once I was able to move around a little bit, um, you know, I would I would go out at night just so that I don't cross paths with people. Uh-huh. And I would just walk around just just so that I can get, uh, air. get some air in, in my lungs. Yeah. So uh-huh. but it was miserable six weeks. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. hard not to see people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anything else that you'd like to add on um, things that you've learned in this past year or anything mm. about the Korean church that, that you could share with the rest of us? We are people of prayer, uh, diligent prayer. Uh, our, our early morning prayer time, and even on Sundays, uh, we pray passionately. Mm-hmm. And uh, intercessory prayer groups are very important. Uh, several several prayer meetings, and uh, you know we have many people who's gotten sick. Uh, a very few, very few of the elders who passed away from COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during this time, I think the only thing that sustained us is prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just relying on God. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So, um, you know, just just keep mm-hmm. praying. This this morning's uh, worship service uh, was. Ask, seek, and knock, you know, mm-hmm. from Luke chapter 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, God taught me once again, I need to continue to pray. I need to continue to ask God and uh, and rely on Him. Uh, mm-hmm. And prayer certainly is the the way for me to show God that I, I, I rely on Him and not my own strength. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's the thing that we're all learning mm-hmm. and we can all yes. focus more on. That's so good. Well, BJ, now what's what's the most fun thing for you lately? What's your been your favorite thing to do now, either with your family now that you everybody's kind of gets to see each other again, or yeah. uh, what's been your favorite thing lately? Uh, so lately, um, for at least for a couple, few weeks, uh, my daughter started getting into ice skating. So oh. um, yes, I, I've. I would take her out on Sunday. So we have a little ice rink uh, nearby our house. Wow. Um, and they, you know, because they have limits on how many people can come in. So we sign up so, and there's like, in the whole ice rink, there's like 20 people or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's been learning and she's been really liking uh, ice skating and rollerblading. She rollerblades at home, like inside oh. the house. Yeah. You know, our house is not, not that big. And, uh, right. you know, but she's been, she can't go outside. So she's uh-huh. been uh, riding role at home so it's been awesome. pretty fun um it's been pretty um challenging and also rewarding to guide my older older old, older daughter to yeah. you know, during her process of uh getting ready for college and yeah so uh it's it, it, i don't get to spend a lot of time with them because um especially during this time my demand on ministry is you know quite big so uh you know, I, I'm here usually you know Monday through Sunday I mean uh, Tuesday through Sunday almost all day from morning, early morning at five in the morning until sometimes 
nine, ten in the in the, in the uh, evening. Today I, I get to go home. Last night actually I slept here at the church. I had oh well because we had a huge snow. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you knew it. We had no. Like twenty inches, uh, twenty inches of snow. Reminded me of uh, my time in Indiana. So the roads were kind of slick, and uh, my meeting finished at 10:30 at, at, at night. Mm-hmm. So um, I just decided to stay here and sleep because my my family was already sleeping. And yeah. then I actually had to come out here again at five in the morning. So, right. um, so it was just not you know worth the drive. So anyway, um, yeah. Have your kids all been doing school online then, or are they going to school? Yeah, they've been doing they've been doing online school. We're um, we're paranoid parents, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, the schools are open for the kids who want to come to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're very thankful that um, my wife um, could stay home a few days uh, off from her work, uh-huh. and also she she works like seven minutes away from where we live. Uh-huh. And the oldest daughter, uh, yeah, she can she can be there with, you know, mm-hmm. in the same space as the younger one, mm-hmm. and help her out if she needs help. So, at least right now the arrangements are there for us to accommodate having them staying at home. Yeah. Uh, because we still get emails uh, from both schools, the elementary school and the high school. You know, they have new COVID student from the student, you know, from the students COVID um, uh, confirmed. So I, I think it's still um, premature to send them to school yet. I know after you had COVID, did it feel like, oh, I have a golden ticket. Like I can see people now. That's what I thought. But <laughs> people start, to, you know, I, I, I felt like people weren't comfortable. Oh, really? Like, you know, like I could say, hey, I have a, because I tested for antibodies. So I, right. I have antibody. You can't get sick. You know, I can't get sick. I can't get you sick. But right. that really didn't matter for people. People were uh-huh. still paranoid, so uh-huh. I still would wear masks and you know. Yeah. But I think Korean are at least our um, congregation in general. Yeah. Uh, just took their precaution. Uh, some people right. didn't want to ma- wear masks in the in the beginning, but mm-hmm. after they started seeing people passing away, um, yeah. you know, they were they became more aware that right. it was needed. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I know we felt almost so much better after some of our close friends got it because it just we were just mm. so hungry for a relationship, and we mm. felt like oh, okay, we can hang out with you guys now. Like oh, I see, I see. we've gone through did you, it. Did you? We didn't know did nobody in my cooking? family, oh, okay. my household got okay. it, but we had a lot of our okay. close friends Great. that did, and so like we had been separated yeah. from them, and it was really um, yeah. it was right at about Halloween time, the end of October, early mm. November, when they all got it. So it was mm. kind of like after that, at the end of November, we just said, we're just ready to see you guys. You've, mm. <laughs> you've been sick, so you've recovered. Yeah. You're probably good. Let's see each other. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah, yeah. was just good to you know, be yeah. able to have a few people. And I've heard of a lot of people that realize, okay, we're going to get our pod, that we're going to see this mm. pod, and we're going to all try to be mm. careful and not see lots of other people because that relationship is so important. And that's what Absolutely. I've had a lot of friends yeah. share that had it. Just talked about the yeah. worst thing was just being alone, being separated isolation, from the family, yeah, yeah. and that isolation. Definitely. So, so yeah, I was mildly depressed the whole time. Right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a very social person. I need to connect with people. Right. I'm very affectionate, so I need to like, and I need to touch my wife. I need to like, right. you know, hold her hand or something. Right. And I just couldn't do that. So, um, yeah. During this time, the the, the part of group that you had, uh-huh. our pastoral staff. We were like that, you know. Mm-hmm. We limited ourselves in meeting people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going to different places, right. and that's you know how we were able to kind of survive this. Because 
And we right. became even closer during this time, you know, yeah. we eat together all the time, we just kind of became our, our group, during, yeah. you know, during this, uh, during this uh, pandemic. And such yeah. a, like sharpening time where it's, I mean, definitely has gone through anything like this before. So we yeah, have no way yeah. of really knowing. No, no but... course during MDiv to handle pandemic issues. Right. Yeah. 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 No course in seminary about that. Yeah. No. Well, thank you so much, BJ, for, thank you, Angie. for yeah. sharing yeah. more about the Korean church and your experiences and everything you've been learning. And I love hearing the examples and just hearing about the, Korean hearts for worship. And I hope that we can all do better at that and focus on that more and in those hearts for prayer. And um, yes, I love that. And I know that God just delights in that. So yes. thank you for, for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Angie. That's all for our show today, but thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to click subscribe and follow the Flawed and Favored podcast. And if you can give us a positive review and share us with your friends, we would love to get the word out to others. We hope you go out today knowing you may be flawed, but you are still favored. We are also so thankful to our podcast partners who help us bring these messages to you. And if you want information about becoming a partner and sharing your products and services with our listeners, email us at info at favorjourney.com. Music.